confidential soul. Enter into the sphere. Travel through the lens of sight. A darkened vortex. Unseen truths. Hidden secrets guide the craft of curiosity to the deep pool of individuality. Unique conscience. Essence never shared. Globular entrance. Seen but never understood. A book by Kenneth Lotney, available at Barnes and Nobles, Amazon.com, or Lulu.com. Room 630, Knights of the Day Room Roundtable. The following program has been recorded before a live studio audience. Mornings with Ken. Hey, just kidding, folks. Just kidding. There's no live studio audience. But I just love that phrase that they used to they used to play before sitcoms or TV shows um, back in the day. Back in the day to let you know that they weren't using a laugh track. Yeah, you know, I wonder why they stopped doing that. I wonder why they stopped doing that. Yeah, like if you were watching... Um, what show for sure did that? Was it uh, All in the Family? A lot of shows like from the 70s and early 80s, before the show would, would start, they would say, the following program has been recorded before a live studio audience to let you know, hey, we're recording this in front of a live audience. So what you're going to hear is... is uh, as it happened and it's not a laugh track we're not uh you know adding in laughter that wasn't real but uh yeah they don't do that anymore i wonder when they really stopped doing that probably in the mid 80s i think they stopped um saying this has been recorded before our live studio audience maybe laverne and shirley did that too ah the good old tv shows the good old tv shows oh i loved oh I love the 70s and 80s TV shows. I, I just loved them. They were some of the best television. Now, now, okay, now look. I think, I don't know, this, this might be a deja, move, deja vu moment. Did I, already do this, did I already do this show once? Did I already do this show? I don't know. But it, to me, the 90s had some pretty good sitcoms the 90s might have had a couple of the best sitcoms ever produced ever made but the 80s had it going on too but um yeah i mean you can't beat seinfeld which was more of a 90s show i don't think that aired in 89 i think it was 90 i could be wrong when it first aired, but Seinfeld is just Seinfeld's up there. Seinfeld's like genius level. Seinfeld, I mean Jerry Seinfeld and Dosh Garnett. What's that other guy's name? That that helped helped produce the show was a writer, Larry David. Larry David. Woo. Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld together was was genius. That truly was at the genius level. So um, there's that, and then. What in the two thousands? Um, the Office, genius level again, genius level. The The Office, it, it's 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 a funny show. It's a funny show. I don't condone um, some of the stuff that's said on there. Maybe I shouldn't watch it. I don't know. But it's it's a Office was a funny, 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 funny show. Really. And, uh, of course, in the 90s, you had uh, Friends, which I did not watch when Friends first came on, I believe, because it came on the same time opposite of another show on a different channel. I forget exactly what, but I, I was watching something else, so I never watched Friends the first time it aired. I just watched it. I just started watching it a few years ago. When my kids were watching it. So, 
so you know the 90s and 2000s had some really great great sitcoms but the 80s had it going on too and the 70s man there was some good tv all in the family which was if for those that aren't familiar with all in the family I don't see how. I mean, if you're if you're my age or slightly younger than me, you know all in the family. Archie Bunker, Edith Bunker, Meathead. <laughs> oh, what was their daughter's name? I forget their daughter's name. But oh, Christy? No, Crystal? No, 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 no. I forget the daughter's name. Anyway, all in the family, a great, great, great show. For those that aren't familiar with All in the Family. Basically, a, a, a lower, not middle class, but above poor. I don't know. There's another category in there now. But uh, like a middle class uh, family from uh, right outside New York. I don't know if they were actually in the city of New York or were they out in uh, one of the one of the burbs or one of the other places. The Bronx? Where were they? I don't know where they were at. But, but basically... Archie Bunker, uh, see, what he was a was he a taxi taxi driver, and uh, anyway, most of the show took place inside their home, of dealing with uh, Archie being uh, an ultra conservative, and his son-in-law Meathead, which is a great oh what a great that's the best sitcom name ever, because because that's what he was referred to most of the time was Meathead. Um, Archie never called him Mike, his his real name on the show. But um, so Mike was like a ultra liberal, far left liberal, and I think they tried to make the show make it fun, making fun of conservatives back in the seventies. But you know what? I think it backfired on them. I think they tried to make it. Hey, let's make fun of this old white guy. You know, in the 70s, the, the white way of thinking of uh, politics. And so they would try to make him sound stupid. But if you really listen to the dialogue, to me, Meathead came off as the stupid one. Um, Archie. Oh, it's just a great show. Why, why am I talking so long about All in the Family? You know, I'm sure you guys know how to watch old shows on Netflix. and But I, I recommend that. Great show. Happy Days. Happy Days was another one. Happy Days. Now, Happy Days, I think, said, recorded before our live studio audience. And, of course, everybody should know Happy Days. The Fonz, Richie Cunningham. Mom and Dad, Little Sister, Al's Diner, her classic, classic show. Classic show about living in like the the fifties and uh, oh, just just a fun fun show. Laverne and Shirley, oh, what a great show, Laverne and Shirley. Ah, going back to my childhood. But anyway. Why am I talking about TV shows anyway? How did this all get started? Why am I talking about TV shows? Oh, because I said my program was recorded before our live studio audience. And it's not. It's recorded in my basement all alone. All by myself. Don't want to be all by myself. And I have no laugh track. I can't even give you a laugh track. But, uh... I don't know why you guys tune in every day or stream in. What is the official term? What is the official term for podcast listeners? Do we stream in? Do we log in? Do do we just listen in? I like the old radio terms. Thanks for tuning in today or thanks for dialing in. But podcasting, what is the proper term for logging in to the show or listening to the show I don't know what the proper term should be anyhow thanks for stopping by guys I appreciate it I don't know I got on this little rant about TV shows but 
hey, it is what it is. So um, let's take a break so I can get my thoughts together in my small little homemade studio of my basement with no technology. Yeah, it's kind of sad. All right, we'll be right back. I'm sorry, I forgot to welcome everybody to Friday's show. Hey, welcome to Mornings with Ken. It's Friday. Usually I kind of celebrate Friday on, on Friday, but I kind of forgot that it was Friday. But, uh, hey, Superman would never forget. That's right, Superman. I guess you know who my favorite uh, superhero is, huh? No, no need to guess about that. I'm sure if my, uh, I mean, Superman, the greatest, the greatest superhero ever. There, there's, there's no debate about this. I mean, Silver Surfer. I mean, it's Marvel, but I mean, he just is. Don't even argue with me. I think my uh, my son-in-law Nigel, he's uh, but see, he knows a lot more about uh, superheroes than I do. You know, he, he really knows his stuff. But I know he likes uh, Mister was it Mister Manhattan or Doctor Manhattan, and he likes uh, some other characters that I'm not too familiar with because Nigel really knows his stuff, but. And, of course, Nigel's a big Batman fan, too. I think... I don't know if he would say Mr. Manhattan's his favorite superhero or... Or Batman. I think he... I think he probably would still go with Batman. But, see, I'm, I'm all about DC. So, I would agree. There, I can't put any... I don't have no hate for Batman. I got nothing for love but for Batman. Batman... He's one of us. He's one of us humans, you know? So... I mean, Batman probably... I mean, no doubt that Batman's probably... is my favorite second character. Batman and... uh, Then I... You know, after Superman and Batman... I kind of jump over to the Marvel side for a minute. And I pick pick up Spider-Man. And um, then I go back to DC. But... (laughs) Hey, but we're not... We're not here to talk about uh, superheroes. Or are we? But you know... In all seriousness, um, talking about Superman, I think I'm overmodulating. Am I overmodulating? Uh, so I'll try to back off the mic some. Hopefully, you can hear me. But Superman, I, I wonder why I have always related to Super Superman. I mean, of course, you know how, how do you relate to Superman? Because he's Superman. But I think I got what they call the Superman complex. The Superman complex. Because I'm always trying to fix things or people. Situations or people or things. And uh, I think the actual term... I think the actual term for that is altruistic. So I think I'm altruistic. So now I had to look up the word altruistic. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to try to pretend I'm smart. I'm smart. Not like people say. I'm smart. I can do things. Oh, that was from yesterday's show. So 
backtrack to yesterday's show to reference that. Uh, but anyway, anyway, where was I? Altruistic. So, like, what is altruistic? So I looked it up. It's a French word, and it means to be uh, selfless, selfless. You know, you think of others before yourself. Um, the definition says regarding regarding your own advantages and welfare over those of others. So you 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 disregard your own welfare or your own advantages that you could have for the benefit of others. Now, see if I say I'm altruistic, it looks like I'm being cocky or not humble but I don't mean that I truly think I am altruistic and not to and I'm not saying that's a good thing but I think I am altruistic because I've always wanted to help others or fix people when I can't even fix myself oh man I learned that in 2019 I can't even fix myself and um Sometime if you tune on our Sunday show, I'll go into depth about that in the future on Sunday School with Ken. But um, altruistic, thinking of others before yourself, dis- disregarding your own advantages or welfare uh, in order to promote others. That's what I think. I think I really am altruistic. So I was looking it up. I was like, well... Is altruistic bad or is it good? I mean, the desire to help others has to be good, right? Or the idea to fix things or fix problems, that's got to be a good thing, right? I mean, I'm not trying to do it for selfish motives. So, on the great cyclopedia of medical expertise, I want on Google. <laughs> Google, you know, Google knows all, sees all. He's like big brother. Anyway, I thought maybe I could try to get some help with this. Because sometimes being altruistic and desire to help people, it often backfires on you. So I thought maybe I need to stop trying to help. So I don't know. I, I, I don't even know where this is going, but... Um, this this article from Thought Catalog, this is from ThoughtCatalog.com, ThoughtCatalog.com, and it's all about being altruistic. So let's say it's, they broke it down, I think, into eight different things. So let's, let's let's go off with number one. Every time you find yourself thinking, this person's life would be much better if only they could do this or that. Apply that to your own life. The best way to help others is by embodying what you think would make their lives better. Not to mention the fact that usually what we project as advice to others is what we're trying to tell ourselves. So sometimes when we're telling somebody else to do this or that, it's really something we should be working on ourselves. I'm going to read, I'm going to read this one again because I'm going to really understand what they're saying. Every time you find yourself thinking this person's life would be so much better if only they would do this or that. Apply that to your own life. The best way to help others is by embodying what you think would make their lives better, not to mention the fact that usually what we project as advice to others is what was what we're trying to tell ourselves. So I guess here it, it's kind of pointing a finger back at the person being altruistic. You're saying Joe Schmo over there, his life would be better if he would only make this change in his life. Or so maybe it's something that you're dealing with that you're struggling through or with or and you're telling someone else something that you need to do yourself yeah you know I'm, I'm guilty of that all right all right strike one against me I'm, I'm guilty 
I often try to give advice to improve someone's life and I'm struggling with the same thing but I don't think that's a bad thing you know it's just like an alcoholic I don't know why I'm picking on an alcoholic but if an alcoholic tells young, some younger person who's starting to drink hey you don't really want to do that um, yeah don't drink it's bad It's it's, and, and so the younger person might say well you're being a hypocrite you're telling me not to drink, but you're a drunk. But I would say in that situation, there's still nothing wrong with that. Because, see, hypocrisy... Oh, man, I feel like I feel like preaching today. I feel like preaching up a certain... No. Uh, hypocrisy... Is what it is. But that doesn't mean the, the person being hypocritical isn't speaking truth. You could you could be full of hypocrisy but you're still speaking truth. So some of you know, why I don't listen to hypocrites. And I get it, but in a way the person knows what they're talking about whether they're not living by their own advice or I mean if someone if someone jumped off a bridge and survived and lived to tell about it and you're about ready to go jump off a bridge and he goes hey that's not going to work out for you too well you have the broken bones to prove it so that person can't say well you did so quit being hypocritical I don't know if that's a good I don't know but I, I just feel like starting off here with number one I, I'm not too uh I understand what they're saying, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. All right, moving on. Number two. You cannot fix people who don't want to be fixed. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. A thousand times yes. You cannot fix people who... who let me read this again. You cannot fix people who don't want to be fixed. You cannot, fi you cannot fix people... Who want to be fixed either. Ooh. Oh, that's profound, right? You cannot fix people who want to be fixed either. I'm going to have to ponder that one. Whoa, I'm going to have to ponder that one. You cannot pressure, coerce, convince, or inspire anybody to change if they don't want to be changed on their own. Oh, I, I, I somewhat agree with that you cannot do the actual work of changing someone else if they want you to you cannot do the actual work of changing someone even if they want you to all you can do is love support and encourage and spend your time becoming the person you want to be I don't know that's uh, I don't know I'm, I'm I'm going to kind of disagree with that one a little bit. Or maybe that's why I'm altruistic. Because I'm not recognizing this. If a person wants... I understand. You cannot change a person who doesn't want to change. I've been there, done that. I tried that. You got to... You got to wait till... Um, they're ready to change. And then if they come to you for help... I think you need to be there. So I, I don't know... You gotta be there for him, man. I can, I can, I can hear some uh, psychologist out there listening to my show right now, shaking his head, writing stuff down on his pad. I mean, this this Kenny guy, he's crazy. But, <laughs> but um, all you can do is love and support and encourage and spend your time being the person you want to be. No, that's too wishy washy, ooey gooey. No, I'm not into ooey gooey. No, if a person comes to me and they and there's an area of area in their life that they want help with and, and maybe I, I'm kinda been through the same thing or I have some good advice to give, I'm gonna give it. I mean I don't know, yeah, I'm gonna love them, I'm gonna support and encourage them. And I'm gonna work on the person I wanna be. That 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 goes along with everything, but but 
you still got to do your thing. I mean, you got to help. You got to help people. All right, all right. I'm getting a little grouchy at that. I'm a little grouchy now. I was in a good mood too now. No, I'm just kidding. Number three, number three. If you're not careful, wanting to fix everyone can come along with constantly seeking seeking out how they could be better. Ooh, let me read that line again. If you're not careful, wanting to fix everyone can come along with constantly seeking out how they could be better. And when you're seeking out how someone could be better, you're not loving or appreciating them for who they really are. After all, anybody who... Everybody... Start, come on, Ken. Focus. I'm getting distracted by something. After all, anybody who needs help really just needs to be loved anyway. <coughs> okay. Okay, did, did I stumble on... Did I stumble on a, on a... Sorry, I can't say that. I can't say that. This is too ooey-gooey for me, folks. I'm a simple man. Who wants a simple life? No. Um, this is too ooey-gooey, touchy-feely. No, 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 no. Let's start over with number three. If you're not careful, wanting to fix everyone can come along with constantly seeking out how they could be better. Oh, what's wrong with that? Yeah. You never want to stop. You want to keep going. I want to keep going in my personal life. I want to be better. Although, you know, right now, okay, I kind of... I'm not doing a great job, but... <laughs> we all can keep getting better. All right, all right. And when you're seeking how someone could be better, you're not loving or appreciate them for who they... No, I call hogwash on that. I call hogwash on that. See, but I'm not. See, there's some expert out there, some psychologist, writing this down. He he agree. He's agreeing with this. He thinks I'm the nutty one. I am. But when you're seeking how someone could be better, you're not loving or appreciating them for who they really are. Yeah, but who if you, who you really are sucks, you need to be. <laughs> sorry, um, inappropriate. I can love someone. I'm just going to keep on the same example. Say there's an alcoholic out there. I can love who they are. And I have. I've loved people who's been struggling with that. So. I appreciate who they are. Inside. But I want them to be better. I want them to keep. I want them to to stop drinking if that's their issue, and be become a better person. I'm not saying I hate that person. I don't respect who they are, but who they are is not what they're do. See, that's talking about identity. Your identity isn't being an alcoholic. That's not who you are. You may have an you may have an addiction to alcohol, but to call yourself an alcoholic or find your identity in being an alcoholic, that's not who you are. I'm gonna love you through your alcoholism. I'm gonna love you through whatever it is, uh, whatever we struggle with. But I'm not gonna. That's not your identity. I love who you really are inside despite your problems. And it's the last sentence there. After all, anybody who needs help really just needs to be loved anyway. Well, yeah, we all need to be loved. Certainly. Yes, I agree. We all need to be loved. But, see, oh, I'm getting upset. Mornings with Ken is supposed to be an uplifting, encouraging show. But real quick, uh, we, I got to move on. We, this show can't go on forever. But w- in today's society, I'm hearing so much about the word love. You know, love is all that matters. Love is all we need. Um, 
love matters, love not hate. Does do people really understand what love is? Loving someone that's making bad decisions and allowing them to make bad decisions, that's not love. That's hate. That's hate. Sometimes loving someone is telling them the hard things in life. Um, boy, I'm trying to not to get controversial here. So I'm trying to think of an example that's not controversial because Mornings with Ken is not political or controversial. It's nice, love, and up, uplifting. No. <laughs> Boy, I think this is going to be my worst show ever. But um, love, you hear a lot about love. But sometimes love is saying, you're wrong. You need help. How can I... How can I help you get the help that you need? I love you, but I don't respect or agree with your choices. Well, I think this is a safe way to say it. So love isn't just accepting everything in society and saying, if I don't accept everything in society, I'm not loving. That's hogwash, folks. That's actually hate. That is actually the opposite of love is accepting everything as is. Nah, that's that's actually hate. Love is correcting one another when we need help. So, ooh, we better move on. I'm getting all worked up. So let's go on to uh, number, f- number four, right? Yeah, number four. You can fall in love with someone's potential, but you can't be surprised if it never becomes reality. You have to be willing to love someone as they are, not as they could be. Maybe someday, one day. People are not projects. And committing to the idea of someone is is not far off from committing to your own personal delusions. People are not projects, and committing to the idea of someone is is not far off from committing your own personal delusions. Yes, people are not projects, and and anybody that I've ever tried to help, I don't look as a project. I look at it as love and compassion. I love them. I have compassion for them. I want to see them do better. I want to see them be happy in life. I want to see them succeed. So you can you you can fall in love with someone's potential, but can't be but you can't be surprised if it never comes to to reality. I don't like the way this person writes words things. Uh, to me they word them backwards. So um so basically don't be surprised if it doesn't come to fruition. I get that. I, I, I get that. It, it, you, you can help. You can lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. That's true. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm never surprised. And see, that's what's good about being a glass half empty type of a guy. When positive things happen... Oh, I'm surprised, and it makes me happy. But I, but I look at the glass half full, so I'm not disappointed. <laughs> oh, my sad life. Hey, we'll do one more, and then we'll take a break. Number five, many people, old souls especially, feel called to help or heal others in some way. This is not the same thing as fixing Helping and healing is assisting on someone's personal journey journey towards fixing themselves. The difference is who is bearing the responsibility, you or them. Let me read that one more time. Many people, old souls especially, feel called to help or heal others in some way. This is not the same thing as fixing. Helping and healing is assisting in someone's personal 
journey towards fixing themselves. The difference is who is bearing the responsibility, you or them. Well, I would agree with that. I would agree. It, it, it ultimately has to be them fixing themselves. Yeah, you can't fix anybody. I can't fix anybody. I'm not a doctor. Um, it, you can't fix anybody. You can be to help them and show them different ways of doing things. Or you can show them better paths to take, give them advice, but they're the one that has to do the work. If you end up trying to do the work for somebody else, that's not going to be successful. That's why when I try to help people, I will help. But when they start to rely on me to do the work, to make the phone calls, or to mm, do certain things, no. I turn it back on them. They have to grow as an individual and learn to help themselves. But I'm there to give support, advice, encouragement, love. So there's that. Hey, we're taking a break. Stick around. There's more. Next time they shine your light in the sky, don't go to it. The bat is dead. Bury it. Consider this mercy. Tell me. Do you plead? And we're back. And we're back. Hey, we're, we're talking about uh, altruistic. And uh, I don't know not necessarily if it's good or bad, but I guess what it is. And if you feel like you're one of those people who like to help people and you think, you know, is it beneficial? Is it worth keep doing? But um, I don't know. But uh, this article, thought thoughtcatalog.com thoughtcatalog.com we're talking about different uh, effects of being altruistic the Superman complex feeling like Superman like you could solve all the problems and uh, I'm a little bit guilty but uh, I like helping people anyway we left off at number 5 we're moving on to number 6 number 6 you do not need other people to be happy for you to be happy. You do not other you do not need other people to be happy. This is the reason many people begin wanting to fix others in the first place. They tied their own happiness to someone else's happiness. Now, um, I can see that. I can see that you you've tied your own happiness. You, you have allowed someone else's life or decisions that they've made that you think should be corrected to your own happiness. You can't be happy because you're worried about your loved one who's making bad choices or you're worried about someone going in a, in a direction maybe you feel should go in the opposite direction. So you're a little bit worried. So... I get it. I get it. I mean, I might be guilty of that, maybe. I don't know. I do enjoy helping people. I wouldn't say... I don't know. I don't know about this one. Like, I do... It does bother me when I know someone's making bad choices. I'm not talking about... I don't, I'm not talking about anything that's not, not significant. Like, you know, oh, they, well, they went out and bought a new outfit. Well, I mean, okay. That could be bad if you're really have no... You, you're not living on a budget and you're making bad financial positions. But I'm talking about being worried about people that... Uh, being worried about people making life-altering decisions that's not healthy. And... Uh, 
I try to help those people as best I can. So, yeah, you know, that might be a little bit, a little bit of me there. I could be guilty of, because uh, I get kind of depressed when people make the wrong decisions. It really does, uh, it, it kind of bothers me. So, all right, all right. Number seven, it's not your job to decide who needs to be fixed and not. From your perspective, good and bad may seem like objective truths, but that is a sore, sore illusion that we've all, that we're all under now and again. You cannot determine whether or not someone needs to be fixed. know what I'm gonna call hogwash on that I'm gonna call hogwash on that let's see it's not your to decide your job to decide who needs to be fixed or not from your your perspective good and bad may seem like objective truth no 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 there is truth truth is truth truth is truth truth is truth if there's no truth if there's no truth then that opens up Pandora's box to a lot of things so to say there is no truth I totally disagree with that statement so that thought catalog um, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you out on that one. Now, it may not be my job to fix people. And to some, yeah, of course. Uh, one, I can't fix my people that I love. I can help and I can support them. And I can try to give them good advice. But when you see somebody hurting... because of poor decisions they've made I think it, you're obligated to try to help them get on not fix it for them but to help them get on the right path so to say there's no objective truth um, if you're sticking a needle in your arm and you're doing heroin um, I don't care about your objective truth or, or that's not good for you. That's not good good for you. So don't tell me that there is, you know, oh, there's the gray areas of what's what's really wrong, what's really right. No, 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 no. I'm calling hogwash on that one. So baloney on you guys at that thought catalog. Hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to agree, and I, some of it I agree, but I gotta call it out if. Uh, if, you know, I, well, number eight, you cannot fix people. You can only love them. I thought you already said that earlier, but um, anyway, <laughs> you cannot fix people. You can only love them. You are not the better person for, for being able to determine how worthy someone is, is of love or how desperate they need to change. Your character is determined by how much kindness you extend to them regardless. Guys, thought catalog, thought catalog, I hear what you're saying, but you're being too, you're being too touchy-feely, ooey-gooey, cookie, tastes good feeling. Yes, I'm going to love them even while they're making their mistake. See, but you're confusing... You're confusing the word love. And this is a problem I stated earlier in the show. People are, are really misusing the word love. You can love someone. You can care about them. You can have feelings for them. You can be supportive. You can try to 
give them a shoulder to cry on. You could... But the idea of... The idea is love solves everything. No, I'm calling hogwash on that. I mean, this touchy-feely... Oh, just love everybody. Yeah, love that guy who's sticking the needle in his arm doing heroin. Oh, just love the person being sex trafficking. Trafficking. Uh, it's sex trafficking. Traf- Boy, I cannot talk. Um, you know, those in the sex trade or those... Just love them. They'll, they'll straighten out their lives later. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Intervention. Um, you know what? Just love that person who is about to be evicted out of their house because they can't control their budget because they make enough money to pay all their bills. They make enough money to buy food and clothing. But... Um, they're just irresponsible with their money and they blow it instead of paying their bills. Just show them some love. Just give them love. Well, you show them that love that you're talking about, he's going to be homeless on the street corner with all his stuff thrown out in the front yard. So you loved him all you wanted, but you got him thrown it. No, that's, see, that's not love. That is not love. Love is showing him the hard truth of reality. Hey, I love you, man. I care about you. I don't need you thrown out of your house because you're not paying your rent because you're buying video games or you're you're going on fancy vacation. No, 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 no. In fact, if you don't say that to him, that to that person, you hate them. See, I'm going to turn this around. If you're not willing to speak up when someone is headed to disaster, you don't, you don't love them. You hate them. Now you can say, but, but yeah, I let them, I let them cry on my shoulder, um, and uh, I was just telling them that they're a good person and and everything's going to be all right. No, that's not love. That's hate, um, because you're not speaking the truth in love. You can speak the truth in love. So. I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed in today's society with all this love talk. Oh, you know, don't, no judging, no judgment. Just love everybody. No, 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 no. If you love people, you will judge. You'll judge. Little Johnny's going to touch the hot stove. It's going to burn him. It's going to burn him. So he's like, oh, well, Johnny, if you really want to, if that's who you are inside and you really want to touch the, the flames of, uh, of the stove, go ahead, Johnny. I still love you. No, you're going to scream out, hey, you're going the wrong way. No, don't touch the hot stove. I love you too much to let you go in that direction. So... You know, so some out there has got love confused. So, boy, oh, guys, I'm sorry for this show today. I thought this was going to be eight helpful ways to help us get out of being altruistic, having a Superman complex. But I think I just ended up in Bizarro World like Superman being in Bizarro World. Oh, where are you, Superman? Uh, <laughs> we need you. But no, I, there, there were some good things I I gleaned from there. There were some good things that was gleaned from there. But there were just some things that I disagree with. I just wholeheartedly disagree with uh, the reasoning behind some of this stuff. So... Anyway, I, I, hey, maybe you picked up something very good that you're going to use. I'll use whatever I could out of that uh, article. But truly, just to, to, I do agree that we can't save every, we can't save everybody. We can't 
fix everybody's problems. But that doesn't mean we ignore them. Um, I think it's. I think we're all obligated, as part of the the family of the world, to, to help and, and to encourage people um, when they're going to make a bad decision. Or it's not meaning you're making a decision for them, or you're calling them names because um, you disagree with them. But just giving some good old-fashioned advice it would be it would be just like you know your friend your friend James or uh, you know Tom Dick or Harry whoever the guy so you got a friend and you guys are hanging out one night maybe you went out to the restaurant and you got some wings you know and you had a good time eating the wings and then uh, you know your friend you guys are going to run to the store together, and uh, you're in you're in uh, you know some electronics store, Best Buy, and your and your friend sees this uh, nice sixty inch TV, and he goes, "Oh man, this is what I need down in my basement for my uh, man cave." Oh man, I'm going to get this. It, Ken, it's it's only it's look it's on sale, six ninety five. 695 60 inch HD you know and and uh you know that your buddy's electric just can he he told you when you were having those wings about uh he's behind on his bills and uh his electric's gonna get cut off so you could love on him if you want you could just love on him and tell him he's a great guy give him a big old hug and say I love you man hey is that the decision you're gonna make well, good for you. You go ahead and make that decision. I love you. Or, that's actually not loving the guy. Or, you know, you can love the guy by saying, ah, oh, come on, man. Jim, Jim. No, man, you just told me. You just told me that your lecture's going to get shut off, man. Yeah, Jim, yeah, Jim, uh. Yeah, don't, don't buy the TV, man. I, I don't think that's a good thing, man. I mean, you could buy it. You're a grown man. You know, I understand. You want that TV for your man cave downstairs. But, uh, man, <clears throat> excuse me. Man, I, I wouldn't do it, man. Why don't you hold off? Won't you hold off and uh, maybe next summer I can come over and help you and we'll fix up that man cave. And by then, save up that money. Save up that money and see if you can, uh, uh, you know, buy that TV with cash. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's true love right there. That's true love. It was actually hate when you said, oh, if you want to buy the TV, yeah, Jane, that's cool, man. You gave him a big hug and you... Yeah, that's not really love, folks. That was hate you just you just saw there. So, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. But, uh, so, let's help each other. Now, it doesn't mean you called them names and said, you big dummy, you big fool. But, no, you helped the guy out by reminding him you got his back. You got his back. You, you want him to go home, carry that TV in there? When his wife sees it and, and, and says, Jim, what are you doing? Our electric's going to get cut off. How did you, you bought a $600 TV. Come on. You got to have your buddies back. You got to tell them, Jane, dude, you ain't taking that home. You're, your wife, Megan's going to be there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going you're gonna to hear it. You're going to hear it from Megan. Don't buy that TV. You got to have each other's back. That's being that's being love, lovable. That's showing love. And it's also helping your friend not get hit over the side of the head by his wife. So anyway, hey, I hope you gleaned something from there. I'm not sure what, but uh, there was some helpful stuff there. I you know it's gonna help me to learn that I'm gonna do the best I can with giving advice and uh, helping um, certain people 
but I'm not going to put the pressure on my shoulders. I can't fix them. I really can't. I can't fix them, but um, I can at least nudge them. I can nudge my buddy in the ribs when when he's doing something stupid. And I hope I hope my friends would do that to me. I think that's being a true friend. A true friend is someone there calling you out. That's what a true friend is. And I think I've built guys around my life that I would consider true friends. And if they ever see me acting stupid or getting ready to make a bad decision, I hope they'll elbow me in the ribs and say, Ken, no, 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 no. What are you thinking here, buddy? Tell me what you're thinking. Because I'm not, I'm not thinking that's a great idea. So I need all my buddies out there to have my back. And uh, you see me some, getting ready to do something stupid, call me out on it because, uh, you know, don't let, don't let Dixie hit me upside the head because I, uh, you know, I bought, I bought that Silverado, uh, that 2020 or 2021 Silverado pickup truck. Yeah. Don't let me buy that guys. Cause I'm thinking about it. So, <laughs> so, Hey, I think that's all I got for today. Thanks for stopping by guys. Uh, don't forget, check in Sunday, Sunday School with Ken, Sunday School with Ken, 5.45 a.m. We're back on the story. We're still continuing the story of Moses. So, uh, and who knows, there could be a, a, a bonus Saturday show tomorrow. I guess you'll have to tune in to find out. So, uh, tune in to see if there's a, if there's a bonus Saturday show. But there definitely will be Sunday School with Ken uh, this Sunday, so... All right. Hey, have a good Friday, guys. Go do something. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you.